0: We're so happy to be with you Monday through Friday from noon to 2, but know that you may not be able to be with us every Monday through Friday, noon to 2, so go to thegreatvoice.com and follow the show on a podcast. You get the whole doggone show or the individual interviews, whatever you'd like, thegreatvoice.com. Nice to have you here now. I do hope you had a great weekend. Uh, MSU won, Michigan won, the Lions didn't play. Now, wait a second for a second here. Let me just think. Let's see. Let's see, the Beatles just released a new song. The Rolling Stones just released a new album. Just how far back did we set our clocks anyway? Thank you, Brian. God bless you. It needed the drummer there. But seriously, folks, oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm doing a Rodney Dangerfield routine. Try the veal. Uh, There were a few people who died that we didn't ever mention, and I wanted to mention the legendary coach, Bobby Knight, because when the first reports came out that he died, it was clear that the kids putting out the reports really had no experience with Bobby Knight, nary a word about his explosive temper, throwing the mic off and saying the interview's over telling people when he dies he wanted to be buried upside down so his critics could kiss his, well, it wasn't feet. I suggest reading Mitch Album's column from Sunday, yesterday, what do, you, what do you say when a guy like Bobby Knight dies? It, it gets right into it. I mean, let's face it. Bobby Knight had a lot of flaws. He was a fabulous basketball coach with an incredible temper that he could not control. But read Mitch's column, I think, and we didn't get to say anything about Bobby Knight passing away at the age of 83, so I wanted to get that in there. And then an old friend, to anyone who did anything in and around our community, I got a note from Josh Garrick that his mother Sally, who we all knew just as Sally, passed away at the age of 88 from complications of COPD. She knew so many people in the Detroit area because she wrote a society column for over four decades for the chain of Detroit area suburban newspapers, her son continues, The Eccentric, and later some online publications. So many of my Michigan friends knew Sally as the loving, helpful, and encouraging mother of us four Garrick children who attended Catholic schools, were involved in various sports and activities, and who achieved success in life thanks to our parents' guidance, focus on education, and strong foundation of morality. My mother, Sally, was a force to be reckoned with, always working to promote charity events and to encourage donations to charities in the Detroit area. In fact, he said, and I can understand and relate to this, he said, he attended several charity events with her over the years while she was working and eating very well indeed. We will miss you, Mom. And for those of us who just knew you as that reporter who was always there taking pictures, and we never could figure out how she could get a good picture the way she did, but she did. And uh, we were thankful that she'd write about us from time to time at various charitable events. She was a great gal, and I was so sorry to see that Sally Garrick has passed away at the age of 88. Truly one of a kind. Now, on the other hand, if it's your birthday today, happy birthday to you. You celebrate with one of my dearest friends. His name is Bill Young. Bill Young. That one that I talk about from time to time, from Abso Pure and Plastipack Packaging and all the incredible things he's done with Dollars for Scholars that he brought to Michigan and has breathed life into it for well over 30 years, he and Vivian, his wife. So if you know Bill Young, give him a call and wish him a happy birthday, please, because he's a very, very special guy, and I wanted to wish him a happy birthday too. And I hope that if it's your birthday too, you celebrate it and that people call you and talk with you about your special day. Now, I heard the boys talking earlier about Donald Trump because you can't not talk about Donald Trump, um, especially on a day like this when he is supposed to be testifying in court. Is he already
1: testifying, Mr. Rieger? Yep, he was in there. Yep.
0: I mean, is he still in there? Or is he done? Has anything happened? Did he stomp out? Uh, no,
1: I, they just have a picture that it says he's testifying and there's a guard standing outside the door to the uh, courtroom. So I think it's still going on.
0: Is there always a guard standing outside of the courtroom? Probably. I would, I would guess.
1: So. I'm just looking at the picture that they have here on uh, on the TV. So and they've kind of gone uh they've showed some uh B roll footage every once in a while when they, you know, talk about it.
0: We have a very busy week, Mr. Rieger. Yes we do. Um Wednesday we'll be at Joe Muir's for Women Who Lead, Ann Thomas's program that is fabulous and has lauded many, many women, and there are many, many more to celebrate. So that's Wednesday at uh, Joe Muir's Renaissance Center, the Women Who Lead. Thursday, a special Capitol Grill Somerset Collection event uh, with Nika I-B-E-W. We'll talk about that, and I think Lomas and Sean are going to be there
1: yeah, it's one uh, of your in the boardrooms, mm-hmm. and they're talking sports. So we'll Lions, do that. Yep, mm-hmm.
0: from uh, eleven to twelve, and then we'll do the the. That's how that's how we did it with Doctor Sal Cogan right. the other day. eleven right. to twelve yep. off air. Mm-hmm. There at the event that you have to register for, but I haven't heard anything about it.
1: And then you'll have Lomas and uh, Sean on your show too. Well, I'm sure they will be, but mm-hmm. but
0: how do people get involved in this? have have you heard any? Commercials or promos that I have not seen or heard to tell people who are coming, or did they did Nika invite their own people? I don't. I don't have the details. We we need I to get those get, details. I will get
1: the details for you.
0: Okay. And then Friday on Veterans Day, we'll be broadcasting from Gather and Grounds on Van Dyke in Centerline.
1: Right. Veterans Day broadcast, right? Mm-hmm. I assume
0: because it's a nice place there and tables and chairs. I assume that's something we can invite people to go to. Am I making the right assumption?
1: Uh, you are, I think you are making the right assumption,
0: yes. All right, that's Friday. This Friday, Gathering Grounds on Van Dyke in Centerline. And then into the next week, Tuesday, we'll be at the Masonic Temple for the Economic Club of Detroit. Um, and then Friday, not doing a broadcast, but Friday, I'll have the pleasure of once again emceeing the sold-out, gobble at Ford Field. Boy that, does that's Tony the, Michaels uh, that's do a the, great
1: job. Uh, that's like the the carnival where you dress up, right?
0: Yeah, it's a black tie carnival. Uh, yeah, with kids. yeah, I've never been there before.
1: It's really rather spectacular. I've seen I've seen uh, you know some photos and video. Looks interesting. It's, a,
0: it's it's a very important fundraiser for the parade company and the parade company parade foundation because and now it's more important than ever because they're raising money for the new facility they sorely need and we sorely need to support that. Tony Michaels has <coughs> excuse me has brought us so much excitement and many great things to do. Um they they deserve a place that doesn't have the roof leaking like the place they are right now. They deserve a new location. We'll get more into that. We'll get Tony back on and we'll talk more about that. I you know I read too much there are two things i read that first of all who studies this sort of thing this from the new york times only humans and killer whales go through menopause how do you come up with a statistic like that anybody i got nothing on that one for you yeah only humans and killer whales go through menopause all right there's one other one we can talk more about this. This is incredible. What kind of shoes do you wear? I know you're an Apple person, but Adidas, Nike, Nike what
1: you, only, Nike? only Nike.
0: Well, listen to this. Adidas has a new show, a new shoe, rather, a really big shoe, uh, the Adi- Adizero Adios Pro Evo One. I, I I may have screwed all that up. They've been released to the public. and There's only 521 pairs. And they are said to be only for people who can run a marathon in three hours, thirty minutes, or faster. A pair costs five hundred dollars and lasts long enough for one marathon.
1: Is that bizarre? Not really. You don't think that's no, bizarre? No, not really. Uh, I could I could see that. I could see that. Well, I can't see
0: it, and I never will. <laughs> <laughs> but five hundred five hundred bucks for a pair of shoes at last one race, go for it if you if you can, okay, there's lots of serious stuff to talk about, and we'll get into that as well on this Monday edition of Focus with Paul W. Smith on w j r. So glad we're together on this Monday. hope you had a great weekend and that we are hitting the ground running. There are a few people in this world that we have introduced you to over the years that really are out there to help us. One of them is our next guest. Susan Tampor is the personal finance columnist at the Detroit Free Press. And when I saw Susan's column uh, yesterday, Biden urges halt on fees that reduce savings for retirement. I said, wait a minute, what in the world is that about? We knew about the unnecessary fees, but I hadn't heard of any that were actually aimed at hurting us as we look toward retirement. So leave it to Susan Tompoor to hold our hand and guide us through this mess. Susan, good afternoon. Always a pleasure to have you with us.
2: Oh, good afternoon, Paul W. Yes, it's something, you know, you always hear people grumble about their 401k returns, you know, how much they might be losing money on the market, um, but they don't recognize Uh, how much these fees can cost. And I've written about this actually over time, Um, but what the Biden administration is trying to do is hold um, some advisors more accountable to a fiduciary responsibility. And we can expect some big pushback here. Some of these changes have been introduced in the past and there's been pushback, Um, but some experts say these new ones may, may uh, have a little more, uh, you know, traction with them. Maybe not. We're going to see um the labor department is um, involved in this and is you know going to be uh taking um, you know advice from people and having uh, getting recommendations and that sort of thing going forward so we have some time here um, but what they're talking about is a key issue is rolling over your money from a 401k into an ira um, in many cases uh the advisor can be acting in your best interest but oddly enough um on these one-time basis say when you Uh, contact somebody because you know you're going to take a buyout at Ford or somewhere else. You know, I just mentioned Ford because we have those um, $50,000 buyouts in the contract, which the Free Press reported. Um, So uh, this is, you know, something that happens, you know, once in a lifetime, and many many times people aren't dealing with a planner, and it's a one-time basis. Um, they're currently not required to act in a fiduciary responsibility. um, Listen, listen,
0: I want to, because you keep using that term, and I wrote it down in my notes to ask you about, um, some advisors are by law supposed to act as a fiduciary or in a fiduciary responsibility. Explain to my listeners exactly what that means.
2: Well, that basically means putting your interests first, you know, um, uh, recognizing that this is... uh, key money in your retirement and putting that interest first. Many times um, it can be more of a sales issue, you know, where they So they could
0: be, the, the key here is they're supposed to be putting you into something that's best for you, not best for them based on the commissions they're going to make off the thing they're trying to put you into. How do you know that somebody is acting as a fiduciary or by law is being held to that. I, I I'm separate from what we're talking about right now. Just right now before any of this other stuff passes.
2: Well, you know, one of the things you can do is you can ask, uh, you know, it's common to ask, you know, if you're acting as a fiduciary, um, you know, what uh, you know, and, and also more important, I think it's also common to ask a person how they're being paid. Um, you know, but you can ask uh, when you're dealing with a, a financial planner, are you a fiduciary? And, and, you know, get that information that way. But if they're not going to tell you how they're getting their commission or how they're being paid, um, that's not a very uh, good sign either. Um, you want to know that, you know, somebody who's going to manage your money um, is is not doing this to get a trip to Hawaii, um, you know, is not going to sell <laughs> you an annuity on your 401k because they're going to do better. You know, sometimes uh, it's okay to roll over this 401k money, but other times it's not because the uh, fees are quite um, competitive now in some of these 401ks, not in every one. You know, everybody, every 401k isn't the same every 401k doesn't have really good low cost um, mutual funds in it some have uh, you know issues so you, you want to make sure that if they're giving you this this, this advice saying you want to roll over your 401k to this well who's going to benefit you know why do you want to do it it's not just a um, you know an emotional decision I know sometimes when I talk to people they, they want to get that money out of there they're leaving the company they're mad at the company well that, that's not going to help you um you know, just being upset with the company uh you you actually need to make a informed decision and and you need to make a decision about who you 're dealing with too you know who um you know who uh has your interest in mind um, you know find out if they 're acting in your best interest, not acting in their best interest, as you said so well you know earlier in the conversation that 's exactly what you 're trying to find out and um, you know get this information but so they're talking about that with 401k rollovers another issue is annuity savings which seems to be uh, annuity parks which seem to have a little more uh, wiggle room maybe sometimes it's not the best interest of the saver and then uh, there's a little more protection that's being discussed as um, an investment option in the 401k you know the advice that's given to these plan sponsors Um, you know, is this the lowest-cost program? You know, is this the lowest-cost mutual fund? Um, You know, but I've written about this in the past, and, you know, many times people are not looking at at fees, but you can look at some of the fees in your 401K, and you can, um, you know, look at uh, what you're investing in, and some of those fees are now listed. Um, But, you know, many people don't explain the consequences of what seems like a small fee. You know, they'll tell you it's 1%. Well, 1% over time... Um, is going to add up, and you know, in some cases, we're talking about a twenty percent hit. Yeah. Um, Frontline did a piece uh, just men, uh, ten years ago, actually, um, that I wrote about about how four hundred and one k savings were falling short, in part because of these high fees and the prices that people were paying. Um, there's been some progress made, uh, you know, in, as I said, in lowering these fees, and there've been lawsuits, um, you know, probably that drive some of this uh, to help uh, get, make sure the companies. Uh, are a little more aggressive about getting controlling expenses um, and people are a little more sensitive to it. But I don't mm. think people are, I don't know. I, I haven't had a conversation with anybody in the past, I don't know, five years about their fees in their 401k. I just, people don't discuss it, but they will tell you my 401k is making money. My 401k is losing money. Uh, I don't know about you, but I haven't had those conversations with people and I don't think people are that aware.
0: Quick note, Susan Tomport, besides reading you, in the Detroit Free Press and USA today, is there a place that my listeners can go safely, a trustworthy website or something where they can ask questions about these sorts of things?
2: you know i'm I'm not sure uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau uh, might have some data on their site. I've not seen anything at that point at this point. Um, you know, but that might be a good resource uh, that I might suggest going to. Uh, the SEC only regulates certain parts of this right now, and um, you know that would be another good website to go to in terms of you know picking an advisor and uh, you know getting some more information about that because the SEC does regulate some of this.
0: All right, always helpful information, especially today under the headline: Biden urges halt on fees that reduce savings for retirement. That's something uh, we have to look at as very good, and we hope that they move quickly and they fix this. Susan Topper, always thanks for bringing it to our attention.
2: Oh, thank you, Paul
0: W. Susan Topper, personal finance columnist, Detroit Free Press USA Today, and all-round good person here in Focus on WJR 1229. Glad to have you here noon to 2 on WJR Monday through Friday. If you can't be here, uh, and we understand, uh, you can find us at thegreatvoice.com. Hear the whole show, individual interviews Separated or the entire show all put together in quick listening fashion. The Great dot com for the podcasts. I would uh, I would think somebody was pulling my leg had I not heard this and verified it. Well, let me first introduce Daniel Howe, senior business editor, columnist at the Detroit News. Hi, Daniel.
3: Hey there. How are you?
0: I am excellent, and I'm glad to have you here as always. I need your expertise and your Intelligence, but I would have thought someone was kidding. But apparently, Sean Fain was not kidding when he said to someone that he had been, let's say, negotiating or bullying. I'll say bullying, and talked seriously about a ceremonial handshake after all of this. And I burst out laughing. And I also felt I sure hope that the people who were bullied in all of this do not now shake his hand when he refused to shake their hand at the beginning. So what say you?
3: Well, I've seen and heard some of that too, and I, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out. I would not at all be surprised if they decline uh, and uh, you know try to come up with some kind of. Uh, uh, you know, excuse as to why they don't want to do it. But I think there's no question but what this has been, you know, in football terms, this has been a route.
4: Uh, (laughs) And
3: I saw a tweet uh, just as I was leaving uh, to come uh, to where I'm headed right now. And uh, the famous uh, market guy, Jim Cramer of CNBC, likened Sean Fain to a football coach in the NFL who had studied his opponent and had figured out every weakness and exploited every one of them. And uh, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, when I think when I look at what has transpired, um, I think the companies probably assumed this was just going to be another UAW uh, new president and it was going to be the same old drill. and it's anything but
0: Well, here's the problem, um, because this story is far from over. And I think you know it. I certainly know it that the end result of this quote-unquote victory from the UAW is without question a signpost of a major change in the relationship between the workers and the factory, but it could be far worse than that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I think, and, uh, well, I just, uh, it, it's not over. it You know, everyone's doing the, the victory dance. I'd like to check with them in three, four, five years.
3: Well, there are people that will tell you that, and I've had people already tell me this that this industry is going to look un- unrecognizable in a couple of years. I guarantee it. By.
0: I guarantee and, it.
3: And you know, I the other thing is is that you know, if there's anybody that's going to be cheering for the UAW to organize Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and the rest, it's going to be GM, Ford, and <laughs> Um You know, the, the the best thing that could happen out of this for them uh would be for the UAW to be successful in, in its in its uh promise to organize the so-called transplants. Uh in fact, uh they'd probably help to the extent they could uh, <laughs> because if you do equalize and I'll throw Tesla into that mix too, if you do if you do somehow e- equalize and harmonize labor costs it it ceases to become a competitive advantage. And right now, it's a competitive advantage, uh, an even bigger competitive advantage for the, the likes of Toyota and the rest, um, uh, this new contract.
0: Let, so, me, let uh, me explain the, the very big downside that I'm sure you're well aware of. This might be good for them in terms of a competitive uh, playing field, but I guarantee you it's bad for us as potential customers because this means all prices will go up across the board, period.
3: Oh, absolutely true. And, in fact, uh, I think Ford has already publicly said they expect uh, vehicle prices to go up by, uh, I think it was eight, 850 to $950 a unit, which Sean Fain immediately used as an, another uh, whipping boy, as you, if it were, um, uh, about corporate greed. Um you know, corporate greed apparently is the explanation for every action that these companies take, regardless of what they are. It's all motivated by greed. Um, it can't, it can't be. In fact, that rising labor costs do have an impact on prices, just like rising uh, um, materials costs have an impact on prices. Whether it's steel or or electronics or whatever it is, or or, or semiconductor chips.
0: Well, uh, it's going to be a fascinating couple of years. Um, and I just hope people will remember this, those that are, are celebrating, uh, in effect, beating up the employers. Uh, but employers will survive in any way that they have to. And I suspect that some of the things the employers will do will be for survival and will not go over very well. But it won't much matter.
3: Well, I think I may have shared this with you, but uh you know, somebody in the industry said to me, you know, if you drove by the the Rensen or the or the Glasshouse or up in Auburn Hills and you see the lights on at night, that's not bargaining committees meeting, that's uh restructuring teams trying to figure out how they're going to restructure the business in the next couple of years. Uh and uh and and I think that disproportionately may come down on the salaried in the white collar ranks. They're going to have to look for efficiencies and savings in other in other ways. I mean, these these companies uh, still, although they are more profitable, uh, their margins are less than others in their segment.
0: Well, and, and let's. They I, need to, I'm sorry, keep going. I'm sorry.
3: That's okay. Go
0: ahead. I, I was just going to say. Um, well, I, I, will Sean Fain, who thinks he's going after Toyota and uh, and Tesla and everyone else, will he go after those uh, white collar? and management people who are not unionized?
5: You could.
3: Uh, you know, uh, there there is there are some salaried uh, um, uh, unionized ranks. I think predominantly at Stellanus. Um, it's kind of a historic uh, uh, hangover from, from the Chrysler days, but um, that's certainly possible. Look, the moment is in his favor. Um, Labor has won some really big contracts coming out of the – pandemic uh and inflation has made has pushed these settlements higher um and the uaw's is no different um and uh conditions are on his side right now but we'll have to wait and see
0: yep we sure will but we've predicted it and we've talked about it we hope we're wrong i doubt we are daniel Howes, senior business editor and columnist of the detroit news all-round good guy thank you daniel you bet. Paul W. here. Have you been told you need spine surgery or you're just sick of living in pain? The Disk Institute and our friend Dr. Saul Kogan have a proven painless alternative. Now, you've heard me talk about the wonderful treatment my Kim has been receiving from Dr. Kogan and his team. I do want to introduce you to more happy customers that you know, the appliance doctor, the beloved appliance doctor, Joe Gannon. Who you hear on our airwaves weekly raves about the years of longtime relief that he's received from the Disc Institute. And I saw an in office testimonial from a well respected, another well respected Detroit. You're sure to know the testimonial was from none other than the great retired TV personality newsman extraordinaire, Hewell Perkins. To quote Hewell, this treatment is not a miracle. It's science and it may not work for everyone, but it worked for me end of quote orthopedic doctors are even recommending that patients seek guidance and treatment first from the disc institute the disc institute has locations in farmington clinton township and grand Blanc. drugs therapies epidurals and the new pain lasers are designed to only treat your pain they're not designed to treat your disc problem This is crucial because your bad disc, it's what's causing your pain in the first place. Without addressing your disc problem, your problem will get worse, which can ultimately lead to the surgery you're trying to avoid. The Disc Institute has a proven solution to solve both of your problems, the pain and the bad disc that's causing it, with their high-tech, non-invasive treatments. Call the Disc Institute at 586-416-DISC. Five eight six four one disk That's five eight six, 4, 1, 6 They'll review your MRI for no charge and tell you if they think they can help you. Call five eight six, 6 disk or visit com. Reclaim your life today at the Disc Institute. 1246-760-WJR. No, I haven't been able to uh, watch uh, former President Donald Trump on the stand. I have not. Apparently they're at maybe a break, lunch or something, and that he'll be returning to the stand in the so-called New York fraud trial. It's kind of a fraudulent trial anyway. When you have a prosecutor who runs on the idea of prosecuting Trump before she knows he's done anything wrong, uh, she just knew that she was going to prosecute him. Uh, that's kind of sad, but it's where we've come to in our country in a lot of ways. Um, uh, you asked me a question just as we were coming back here, and the question was Dave Rieger, you wondered if the president would say the same thing his son said. He paid a whole bunch of accountants and other people to come up with this information that he signed off on. He didn't do the, clearly, he didn't do the research into his value. Everybody knew when I lived in New York that Donald Trump always inflated his net worth and value. I mean, everybody knew that. And a lot of people do do that, um, at least in my experience, I've watched this happen. Um, I don't know. It, it it does open up some questions that no one will answer. And that is, can you figure out why people, because they claim this is what he did and for this reason, why would rich people get a better break on their car insurance, house insurance, life insurance, than anyone else. Would somebody look into that,
1: please, Rieger? It's a good question. I don't know if I have an answer for that.
0: and, And it's just been solidified that that indeed is what they claim he did to get better prices for his insurance. And for that matter, for loans, which leads to the old expression, the only people who can borrow money anymore are people who don't need it. Think about that, folks. This is opening the door to a lot of questions that a lot of people don't want open. And what does your credit number have to do with how much you pay for anything? Why would a person with a low credit number have to pay more for your insurance, for a car, for your mortgage, or for any number of things? Folks, wake up and smell the coffee. This is an excellent opportunity to kick some butt here. Not just Donald Trump's, which is all these people are interested in because they're scared to death of him. They cannot remove the personality from the policy. They cannot remove the personality from the performance. They can't attack the policies and performance. They'll do it just because he was a Republican and they're Democrats, but... They're so scared of him. It's ridiculous. Leave it to the American people to decide who they will vote for as the next president of the United States. Don't leave it to these people who have very clear grudges and axes to grind with a guy they don't like. this That's just stupid. That's just wrong. All right, back to better news. How about them Spartans, Huh?
1: Nice win for Michigan State on Saturday, senior day. Tell the um, truth. It did was. you think they were going to beat Nebraska? I did not. Most did not. people
0: said they did not.
1: I did not. It was a nice win. Nebraska had a little bit of a winning streak going. They were playing well. Michigan State, 20-17. to 17. It's a ni- nice win. Nice win. For Very nice, s- nice win. Nice win for the Spartans. And they needed it. I mean, they just needed it overall. Oh, yeah
0: been a very tough time i feel so bad
1: and as a uh, and as your prize for winning you get to go to uh, columbus next week well i wouldn't
0: wish that on anyone i wouldn't wish that on anyone frankly but i don't understand how ohio state became the what was that latest poll
1: well, they're they are number two in the in the what, last Tuesday when the first uh, CFP rankings came out. And they I thought were they were numbered. number one. I'm sorry, they were number one. Correct. Yeah, they, they were, were number, number one. one. Then yes. Georgia, then, then Georgia, Michigan. Yes, and the reason was because they put a lot of uh, emphasis on strength of schedule. And oh, okay. Michigan I see. I see. and Georgia's strength of schedule. I think Michigan's was 111th, and uh, Georgia's like 114th. Whereas. Um, Ohio State has played Notre Dame. They've played Penn State. So they had a better strength of schedule. All right, well, uh, i
0: got to tell you this. I hope and pray that J.J. McCarthy can have a better game than he did against Purdue, he was off he, a little. I don't know what it was. He, he was
1: he was a little off, but he was, but he still played well. Oh, he, he still he still you know they still yeah. they still won forty one to thirteen. So it was. Uh, I, I know not that a sounds problem. crazy yes. for yes. anyone
0: who wasn't watching the game, yeah. but if you watched the game, yes. yeah, he was. You little, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, some of his
1: passes were a little errant. Where usually we're he's, not used uh, to that. Usually he's right on. Correct. Yeah. And so with the
0: big game Saturday, we don't want them to be unhappy in the valley.
1: It's going to be a it's going to be a good one. Penn State great defense, uh not so great in offense, although they put up some points this past weekend too. So, uh, we'll see what happens. I uh, I think Michigan um has a very good chance. Michigan's a very good football team. I think that uh, they are. I think and, that and, they've and, got and, a good and, chance to win that game.
0: And given all of the noise, all of the outside noise, it's astonishing. Yeah. And good to Jim Harbaugh and all the rest of the coaches trying to keep the kids on track to not pay attention to all of the noise. Um, I don't like these anonymous polls where, you know, all the coaches say they should punish him. They don't even have all the information in yet. Of course they want to punish it's, Michigan.
1: It's uh, super interesting what's going to happen with the, the, the Big Ten commissioners. Is this, he's, he's, you know, he's been there for what, four or five months? And uh, he's, he has a decision to make. I mean, you got all the ADs and coaches wanting blood from Michigan, but you don't have the NCAA hasn't, hasn't finished your investigation. So what do you do?
0: Well, you shouldn't do anything till the investigation is over. That just makes sense. That's the way it should be for anything.
1: So, don't you so, think? So Yeah, I agree with you. So we'll see what happens.
0: All right, here's something. If you know, and I might stumble over some of these names, but I want to give a nice plug for this. If you know Kathy Brock Ballard, a lot of people do. Connie Beckett, Lisa Bouchard, Liz Cotrero, Lori Fishgrund, Mallory Johnson, Morgan Kaufman, Felicia Palazzolo-Shaw, Susan Paraly, Lisa Petrella, Rhonda Sabatini, Ruthie Seltzer, Lois Shaevsky, everybody knows Lois, Kelly short, Mike Kim, Kim Smith, Rosalie Vicari, everybody knows Rosalie too, and Patty Whitney. These are the folks that are inviting everyone to come to Max Mara, For the fall-winter 2023 collection this Thursday, this Thursday, November 9th from 4 to 7 p.m., enjoy cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, a live sketch artist, and receive 10% off your purchase with an additional 10%, and here's why I'm talking about it, an additional 10% to benefit Variety. Detroit, the children's charity. You do have to RSVP to M.M. Troy at usa.maxmara.com mm troy maxmara troy at usa.maxmara.com maxmara at the somerset collection on west big beaver road some exclusions apply offer valid through saturday november 11th anyway this is a nice way to have some fun shopping and getting into the holiday spirit and helping the fabulous variety detroit the children's charity which we support, along with many other charities, but you hear about this one a lot. Kim's on the board, and I've been involved with Variety for a number of years, and we're happy to step up and help them. Michelle uh, runs the show there and does a great job for Variety. They're lucky to have her. All right, let's see. What else? I hear the music. Anything on your mind that we should be uh, jumping into, Mr. Rieger?
1: I think you've hit everything today so far. So far, we've
0: tried to. My old friend, Chris Russo, uh, they call him Mad Dog. We didn't call him Mad Dog then, but he was my sports guy in New York for a long, long, long time ago. Uh, Chris Russo made a statement that he would retire if one team or another won, and that <laughs> that team won, and now he's backing off, and he's he's not going to retire. He's considerably younger than me.
1: Oh, that's was, funny. It the, that's, was it the was, Texas Rangers? It might have been. I think yeah. so, yeah. Because he, he, uh, he hosts that high-heat baseball show. He's, he's great. He's he's really great.
0: My management didn't see it, and they let him go, which was unbelievable. But the, the road is paved with fabulously successful people who were let go by managers who just didn't get it. There are a few of those. And uh, he's done so well. Couldn't be more proud of Chris Russo. Mad dog Russo. But... There is a lesson there that he should have learned by now. Never say you're going you're going to resign or retire based on what somebody else does that you have no control over. Don't do it. And he's backed out of that pretty well. And <laughs> people love him so they're not going to hold him to it. They don't want him to retire. All righty, uh, big news. Uh, and uh you might have heard uh, some of this earlier but uh Peter Meyer is going to join us up next here on WJR. Bottom all righty, um, very happy to welcome a guy we don't talk to very often, have talked to from time to time, uh, uh, when he started to serve our country. I, when I, He served our country uh, as a congressman and as a veteran of the Iraq War, uh, and in other ways, he has been very much involved. It's kind of, he says, the way he was raised by his family, very famous last name, a very famous name overall the grand rapids veteran and former congressman peter meyer has announced he's running for the united states senate peter always a pleasure
5: oh thank you for having me on sir
0: it's our pleasure to have you on what made you decide to finally throw in on this you know
5: i'm, I'm not the type of guy who can sit on the sidelines you know we're in a challenging moment for the country and I, Looking at both the economic uncertainty, the the state of our fiscal situation, of this multitude of crises that are confronting us abroad, um, I've been frustrated to not see folks outlining a positive, future-oriented vision, you know, not explaining how we get from where we are to where we need to be in 2050. So I'm running to bring that to the field.
0: You've said, Peter Meyer, that, you know, we're in dark and uncertain times, but we've made it through worse. Mm-hmm. There are some great challenges for our country right now. Uh, But you do believe that there are better days ahead under the right leadership, and you want to be a part of that leadership. Do you think, um, as the list grows, is this going to be a problem with the number of people running for this Senate seat that uh, is being given up by Senator Debbie Stabenow?
5: No, I actually think having a robust field is important to reflect... A variety of views, a variety of opinions, and spark as lively a dialogue as possible among the primary voters. Right? If you just have one or two people, it's easy for it to get into negative campaigning and, well, this guy is terrible because of that, or yeah, look at what she did. If you have a large number of people, then they will be talking about what matters to them and having an opportunity to reflect and hear back from constituents. I think it's uh, it's good for democracy.
0: How did you react? When apparently this morning, a intern ran amok, uh, ran amok uh, in the party, the uh, Republican Party, and wrote uh, this. Quote, Peter Meyer voted to impeach President Trump. Remember that. That was from the Michigan Republican Party's official account. At about 9.45 this morning, didn't take them long to say, wait a second, some punk... Some intern did that. That was not the Michigan Republican Party's uh, message. How did you react when you saw it?
5: Uh, Find me somebody who has not shot an off-the-cuff comment across the bow on social media and then thought, ah, maybe I shouldn't have done that, right? People are human, right? I, I take no offense. I think I welcome a spirited discussion. It will be a lively primary, and I look forward to talking to everybody and anybody, including, you know, potentially that intern.
0: That's interesting. That's a very uh, – I can't – the word that comes to my mind after reading that you and your wife prayed about entering this race, I would say that's a very Christian way to respond to something, and I would also say that we don't see much of that anymore, do we?
5: Probably nice to have a little bit more of that in politics, right? I mean, again – I'm used to having tough conversations with people where you can't forget the humanity behind somebody else. And especially when there's somebody that you probably agree with on 95 percent of issues, spending all your time focusing on ways to dislike somebody. I mean, it's counterproductive. It's not a way to expand your understanding, to build relationships or, frankly, get something done.
0: Former United States Representative Peter Meyer, of course, born and raised in Grand Rapids. I, I did not remember that you attended West Point before enlisting in the Army Reserves. You were later deployed to Iraq, where you conducted intelligence operations to protect American and Allied forces. So, uh, uh, in terms of uh, of uh, experience, you match up with our next guest. In fact, just coincidentally, uh, Mike Rogers.
5: Uh, we share some elements of the background. I know he also served in the FBI. Um, I spent a little bit more time overseas on the nonprofit side uh, working in Afghanistan as a conflict analyst for the aid community. Uh, but like I said, we certainly have a robust field of folks who bring a lot to the table.
0: And you have a new son, and uh, that especially weighs on uh, people's minds. You you have a child, and you then feel an even greater sense of responsibility to do everything you can to ensure our best times lie ahead. Uh, And I I fully understand that I embrace that. What is this president doing right, and what is this president doing wrong? You don't have to
5: go on and on about either one of them. (laughs) How much time do you have? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think some ways in which he's responded to you know, vigorously emphasize American support for Israel. I I think I I was frankly impressed by that. I wasn't expecting him to do so, given a lot of the divisions within his administration. And frankly, a lot of folks on the Democratic side of the aisle who are sympathetic to Hamas. Um, That's probably the best thing I could say, because when it comes to economic mismanagement, fiscal spending that has normalized crisis level approaches, and just the ways in which our, Long-term economic picture is being hampered. Uh, he just needs to reverse course on each and every policy, from you know the way he's opened the border and refused to enforce our immigration laws, uh, to some of the weakness he has shown abroad. You know, starting with the botched Afghanistan withdrawal, which was, I mean, that that was like a knife in the gut to me, and I know to a lot of the folks who served overseas. Not just their experiences feeling like they weren't worthwhile, but also seeing the allies we left behind. So uh, I would urge him to uh, not seek another term. And uh, if he truly does, then I will do everything in my power to make sure he's a one-term president.
0: Every, well, not every, there are even, even I should say, there are Democrats who finally are speaking up and realize the man just doesn't have what it takes to run again for president of the United States. It's sad, but it's a reality in terms of his cognitive difficulties. It's not, it's not a slam it's an observation. Now, how do people learn more about your vision for Michigan and, for that matter, for America?
5: I'll be coming to a place near them soon. Uh, but in the interim, we're on Facebook at Vote VoteMeyer, on Twitter at VoteMeyer, at www.VoteMeyer.com. If you have any curiosity or confusion about how to spell that last name, it's M E I J E R. Uh, and if you're not familiar with it, you may not be from Michigan. So.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, you took the thought right out of my head. Uh, you must not be from Michigan, but just in case, com. Best of luck to you, Peter. Thank you,
5: sir. Appreciate the time.
0: Though. All right. I'm sure we'll talk again soon as we get closer and closer. Tomorrow is Election Day, by the way. Let's not forget to exercise our franchise. Um I know that we don't know a lot about what's going on, but the front page of the Detroit News talked about some pretty important things that are uh, going to be lots at stake in metro area election fights. So read up on it and get out and exercise your franchise tomorrow as we continue on WJR. A a moment ago we heard from Rob Gagliano. What a great family they are, and we so welcome Genesis Cadillac. and, And for that matter, I've had a lot of experience more experienced than I wish I was, in the Body Shop at uh, Genesis. And Joe Winterine helping me out with that. But Genesis, uh, new uh, members of the Paul W. Smith family here on WJR. Thank you to the whole uh, Gagliano family at Genesis Cadillac and Body Shop uh, as we continue on this uh, fall, windy fall day. Uh, Always a pleasure to welcome a longtime friend who... You know, by now, was a lieutenant in the Army, FBI special agent, state senator, congressman, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. We depend on him always for straight-up information. Uh, if he had become the head of the FBI, the country would not be in the trouble that it's in, but that was that was a mistake long ago. But he's still here and now would like to be uh, our United States senator and he's here to talk about a little of that and a lot about the uh, the deadly attacks on Gaza camps as uh, blinken seeks diplomacy in the west bank and that whole story he of course is congressman mike rogers always a pleasure mike always uh, look forward to the information you brings to bring to the table with all of your experience
4: paul thank you so much and you know, the good news is, uh, I, yep, that FBI director thing didn't uh, didn't work out, but when I go to the United States Senate, I know exactly who to
0: call to get this thing turned around and back on track. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Good for you. We need it, that's for sure. Now we have those large explosions, and it's getting harder and harder. Look, we defended Israel's right to respond uh, and try to take out Hamas, Part of the problem was the United States talked them into delaying their, what would have been an immediate response. Now when they're doing it, they're getting massive criticism for doing what they're doing. They, let me make it clear, they have every right to go after Hamas and destroy an entity that claims they're in existence to destroy Israel and all Jews. So with that, a couple of big explosions at two Gaza refugee camps where they showed the tunnels that these cowards have built under hospitals, schools, et cetera, et cetera. And there's only one way to get at them, and they're doing what they can. But it is getting to be messy. I don't know if there's a better way to put it, Mike. No, and and it's unfortunate.
4: Listen, they have publicly said the spokesman for Hamas has said that they will use civilians, and he called them they will be martyrs for our cause. So they know, and by the way, that's a war crime, just so everyone's curious. Uh, to use human shields uh, in military conflict. You know, they assaulted uh, in in the largest terrorist attack. We all know that, 1,400 people. The brutality of it has brought people to tears. Just seeing the brief clips of the actual criminal activity that these folks, the brutality that they participated in, they snatched people out of their beds, they went back into Gaza, and now they're hiding amongst the population Israel has said, "Move south, get out, go toward the Egyptian border. What uh, you need to move on." Oh, by the way, we can all be. This can all stop if you give us the three top guys. You know, this will end this thing pretty quickly. But what they're doing, what Hamas is doing, is they know that there there will be a public backlash as they target these individuals. So they're not targeting the civilians in these areas. I think you pointed that out very well, Paul. What they're doing is targeting people. Uh, who are Hamas operatives, who are on the move trying to use these places for cover, and they're still attacking Israeli civilians. They're still firing rockets, they're doing other things, and they're purposely attacking civilians, uh, where Israel is trying to avoid it as, as much as they can, as hard as it, uh, it is in that particular environment.
0: Who else makes the announcement ahead of time that we're going to be bombing this area, please get out? And then it is Hamas who doesn't let them get out. I don't know how the people, well, take Democratic, uh, Democrat Representative Rashida Tlaib of our own state for not getting it, defending the pro-Palestinian rallying cry that some Israel supporters say calls for the targeting of Jews. I mean, they do. It is. When they chant, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. The first part of that chant refers to the land between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea, including Israeli territory. And according to the Anti-Defamation League, it is, quote, an anti-Semitic slogan commonly featured in anti-Israel campaigns, end of quote. When you have an organization like Hamas who openly says and repeatedly says they will destroy Israel and continue to do these kinds of uh, cowardly attacks until all Israelis, all Jewish people are dead. What do you want people to do in a situation like that? Yes, Israel has not treated Palestinians uh, right for a very long time. But uh, I'm talking, what about all the other Arab countries that could have helped the Palestinians or even taken them on to have a homeland? I, you know, there's a lot of questions here that go unanswered, Mike.
4: Uh, completely. And this is the moment of clarity. Remember, even in these protests, there are people in those protest groups that have signs that say death to Israel. And this is really important for us. Hamas is a terrorist organization. When they were chanting death to Israel right after the attacks, including um, in many of the countries we just talked about, they also followed it up with, and death to America. Uh, we need to understand that. These people are not our friends. There is no good and noble purpose for them. They are, de- they are there, in their words, to kill Jews, and they teach their children that in their schools about the importance of being able to kill Jews. Not Not, not like them, not be different from them, but kill them and at some point i and i think this is where israel was when you saw that just such vicious brutality they said okay we cannot allow them to survive we gave you know we had a ceasefire it ended the day they came over and slaughtered our civilians you know they gave them civilian work permits to come from gaza to israel uh, to try to better their economics they were giving them supplies for hospitals and concrete by the way to rebuild buildings that they were using to build tunnels So we need to understand exactly who they are. And this is that moment of clarity. There are Palestinian people who probably would like to shed Hamas, and then there's Hamas, a terrorist organization. You can't uh, equate the two,
0: and you need to let Israel do what it needs to do. Congressman Mike Rogers, give me that uh, website for people who want to follow you for United States Senate. Rogersforsenate.com. Love to hear from you rogers r-o-g-e-r-s rogers for senate dot, dot com. com and we welcome you always on the program and wish you good luck rogers for senate you, mike, dot mike. com mike rogers best to you and christy and have a great day thanks for your help always thanks. best to kim thanks 144 wjr all righty uh, i've been looking forward to this conversation all the day today glad to have you here with us by the way from Noon to 2, Monday through Friday, or on thegreatvoice.com. If you can't be here noon to 2, go to our podcasts, thegreatvoice.com. You can hear the individual interviews. You can hear the whole show in a very short period of time. It's beautiful. Glenn Stevens is the executive director of Mish Auto. He's been on our show a million times. We've shout out to him a lot, too. Vice President of Automotive and Mobility Initiatives at the Detroit Regional Chamber. And I am thrilled that the Center for Automotive Diversity, Inclusion, and Advancement, you know, we keep hearing about DEI. Well, here's DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion in the Automotive and Transportation Industry, and someone receiving an award for working toward that goal, and that is our friend Glenn Stevens. Good afternoon, Glenn. Hey, Paul. How are you? Thank I, you. Thanks for I, having me on. I'm excellent. It was great seeing you at the Detroit Economic Club Uh Yes, last week, and uh, and hearing that uh, Glenn Stevens Jr., the other Glenn Stevens, because I've met <laughs> you both, um, as the Executive Director of Mish Auto, Vice President of the Automotive and Mobility Initiatives of the Detroit Regional Chamber there with Sandy Baru, uh, that you are the recipient of the 2023 Cadia Power of One Award. Congratulations to you for that. That's a very big deal, and I... I hope you are rightfully proud.
6: Well, Paul, I I am honored, and it was a very big surprise. And listen, in your intro there, you mentioned about uh, working on DEI in the auto industry. And a lot of us have worked for a long time on that. But until Cadia came along, Cheryl Thompson and Margaret Baxter and her team, I, I think the needle really, really has started to move the last years. And, last year or so. We've been partnering with them. So we're really glad to be partners. And I'm, like I said, humbled and honored.
0: Acadia, again, Center for Automotive Diversity, Inclusion, and Advancement. And uh, uh, you have long been, as they certainly pointed out, Cheryl Thompson, Acadia, Founder and Chief Executive Officer, uh, Glenn Stevens, Jr., has long been a powerful advocate for the advancement of DEI in our industry Encouraging companies and leaders to become more inclusive. Uh, And additionally, Glenn, they they laud you for the fact that you've been an essential part of Cadia's foundation. So they're just grateful and thrilled to honor you. For the past 14 years, Glenn Stevens' career has been focused on serving membership-based organizations, communities, and economic development across this great state of Michigan. And as executive director of Mish Auto, Glenn provides a strategic direction and leadership to Mish Auto in its role as the statewide industry association to promote, grow, and retain Michigan's automotive and next-generation mobility industries. And I want to point out that not self-serving for me, but for WJR, because Link Bessert, one of our top uh, sales reps, uh, has been very much involved with you and with Mish Auto from the very beginning. Yes. From the,
6: from the early days with Tom Manganello and Link and a few others when we started Mish Auto back in 2007, Link and WJR have been extremely supportive. And yeah, so now today we've linked up with Katie the last few years. We run a CEO coalition for change, which shares best practices with CEOs about DEI. And Mish Auto has been very proud to partner really since about 2019 with Katie. We want the industry to look like the world looks. That's really the objective here. We know uh, quantifiably by study after study that companies that are diverse, companies that have strong cultures are more successful, are are growth-oriented, and that's really what we're trying to achieve in the industry.
0: Well, it's great to see DEI in practice, diversity, equity, and inclusion, in practice rather than the tests that so many people in so many companies have to take now to try to get us to understand if we don't what diversity equity and inclusion is this is it this is it in reality and in practice now when do you get the award the power of one award glenn
6: yes yeah, so they have their impact awards at the Weston at lunchtime on wednesday and they'll be honoring several people who have been instrumental in one way or another uh, towards advancing, uh, this goal of making our industry look like the world looks, changing cultures, moving the needle. I mean, it's hard work and a lot of people have to be committed. To we're fortunate to have a lot of CEOs, people like Lisa Lunsford and Pat DiAramo from Martin Rea that are really engaged in this topic and it's really, really important. And, uh, Katie is going to have this award ceremony Wednesday. I'm going to be one of them. I'll be there and I'll. I'll be, uh, like I said, I'm very grateful for it and
0: we uh, uh, be recognized. We're, we're certainly very proud of you, Glenn Stevens, Jr., as your dad is, your family, and everyone else in the industry, receiving the Power of One Award during the 2023 Impact Awards coming up this Wednesday, November 8th, at the West and Southfield, Detroit. Thank you, sir. Congratulations, Thanks, Glenn. You take, take care. care. You take care. Thanks so much. Stand by for news. And then, of course, Jr. Afternoon with the one and only Chris Renwick. And I want you to go on out and make it a great rest of the day. Two hands on the wheel. It's windy out there. On your way to making each and every day count because each day is a gift. Regards, Paul W. Smith.